0: So, how's it going? (laughs) Kevin likes the blue jackets. I'm Cool Lance, here to bring you the coolest podcast you've ever seen. How's it going, Kevin?
1: I'm doing good, Hefty Duck. It's it's always... This
0: uh, uh, this is cool, Hefty Duck.
1: uh, Okay, cool. Don't get me
0: confused with that dork. Oh, okay, okay.
1: Uh, cool. Yeah. Okay, cool. Hefty duck. I'm doing. I'm doing good. Um, always fun to be on another podcast with the greatest duck of all time. And uh, you know, this is this is Blue Jackets. We have sh- we have fun shenanigans, and we just like talking about the Blue Jackets. It's it's the most super awesome Blue Jackets themed podcast of all time. So come join us for some fun i'm doing
0: absolutely well. it's a fun yeah. time i i really enjoy doing this with you it's been a pretty unfortunate season um hold on uh i hear somebody here next to me i'll be i'll be right back hey it's normal lance how's it going Wonderful. this looks backward there we go <laughs> Hey, how's it going everybody? It's Lance. Glad to join yeah. you all tonight. Sorry to any audio listeners who missed that. Cool Lance was here and damn, he is so cool, man. Yeah. Uh, man. Just to just to, you know, be in the maybe presence maybe, of hey, him. It's you know, crazy.
1: maybe some other time people can uh can see cool. Lance. Oh
0: man, yeah. We might see Cool Lance quite a bit this summer, man. Man, you know, he's uh out there doing cool shit. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh so It's been uh, kind of a rough season, obviously. Very rough season. Here we are near the end, fighting for last place. It's a a, a close one. It's very close right now. 57 points to the Blue Jackets. 58 points to Anaheim. 58 points to Chicago. So.
1: But it's not a and i've said this many times before and many people agree with me on this is that for the people saying that the blue jackets are tanking it's not even close to being true because all these no, dude they just suck man. that's the way it is it's it, it just all these injuries have really hurt them and that's just why the way they are right now and like there's certain comments about i've seen it from just different people whether it be blue jackets fans or even like other teams fans or other uh, writers for other teams or national media in the hockey world. And they've, they've even said is that, you know what, they like the blue jackets and that, that, that that they're not tanking. And if if there was a place to get like Connor Bernard or someone else, they would like them to go to the blue jackets because at least they're trying.
0: Yeah. Well, like I I shared a post earlier today from uh, Mark Shegg. She, uh, you know, known uh, blue jackets journalist, uh, he tweeted that he looked at the, the game roster compared from game one to uh, against Carolina to last night's game uh, against Philly. And here is all the players that have played in that played in both of those games, one at the beginning and one at the end. And that is Peak, Corrali, Goudreau, Boquist, Roslovic. Really? That's insane, dude. Like five players out of like i like honestly like that's barely like with the guys we have now like so i titled the this store this i i titled this um podcast a revolving door because we have been seeing so many so many call ups so many transactions it's it's a lot and recently there was some pretty, uh, some very interesting transactions to where we're going to see Stanislav disposal play tomorrow night. That's crazy to me. Um, so their season had ended. I think he was on. Was he on the Mooseheads? No, he was, was he on
1: the Regina Regina Pats, and he was a bit. He's on the same team that Connor Bedard was in, and he's you know friend friends with them, and he played really well with them, and you just watched the highlights of Stanislav's disposal and a lot of his assists and good plays he made that were with Connor Bedard
0: yep and um so can you tell me real quick Kev um yeah here's the here's the call ups for tomorrow uh you know Luoto. we know him He's, you know pickle uh, uh pitia we know oh. him He's,
1: yeah, so basically, he's one of the draft picks who's played in Finland for a bit, and now he's his season ended, and now he's come over to play for the Monsters. And now this is his shot to show what he's got for the Blue Jackets.
0: uh, Well, what I want to ask you is can you tell me much about Samuel Nazco? He Nazco, I think it's Nazco, yeah,
1: uh, defenseman. He was used with the draft pick. It's, yeah. I get it mixed up. It's either him or Sposo. One of those two were a third round pick that the Blue Jackets got in the uh, Max Domi trade. And they used that third round pick on one of those guys. And both of them are seen as young up and coming defensemen. That can be, that could be big pieces for the Blue Jackets down the road.
0: Um, Right on. Yeah. I just, I don't, realistically know much about him. I was looking uh, uh trying to look him up on Elite Prospects uh a bit. Uh 20 years old, one ninety six 1 from Slovakia. Um cap hit of 847,000. Um looks like so he played 49 games this year for the monsters so far. Uh one goal, 20 assists. It's not bad for like half of a season. Um so, yeah, looking forward to seeing those guys. Tyler Angles uh, coming up. Uh, I think this might be his first NHL game. Maybe I'm totally wrong on that. I don't remember. But, um, yeah, then then the real meat of the, the – I'm mostly very – well, yeah, also Billy Sweezy coming up. Hell, yeah. Ain't easy being Sweezy. Uh, love him so much. And, uh, I mean, dude, I like – I like – okay, we're – like, I like, I love Olivier. I love good Branson. But, like, since they're both out, like, Sweezy is, is a very decent person to fill in for that position. Um, you know, not everything is about stats in hockey, right? Uh, sometimes you need someone out there just that you can know that you're going to, that, that you'll be okay. Like, no one's going to run you completely over because they don't want to have to deal with that guy. Uh, hopefully. Knock on wood. Damn, I see so many, like, have you noticed, like, Kent Johnson getting pushed around quite a bit this year? People are uh, – they don't want him to score on them. They don't want him to, like, do a move and, like, break their ankles, so they just push him.
1: <laughs> but, you know, it's not as much, though, because to – you know, this last off season, one of the Blue Jackets told him is that you do need to put on some weight. Yeah. And to his credit, he did do that. He put on 10 pounds, so – and it, it, it is helping to make a difference probably does need to put on a little more weight, but that, sure, 10, pounds, young. But that 10 pounds that has made, it has made a difference and you don't see it as much anymore. And as the season has gone along, you see where that's really not as big of an issue because he's gotten more experience playing games, learning how to deal with that. And you even see him learning how to use his body to win puck battles along the board. So you don't see that as as much, but I do understand that he is getting a lot more attention now, in part because how he's played, really good, and and you know they're, him scoring the Michigan goal that probably does have something to do with it. Now <laughs> see that and go, oh man, we got to be right. Careful. We got to be. They careful know his name now. Interested. We know this guy, we know his name and we got to be careful with this dude. When we're playing the blue jackets,
0: don't even let him have a chance on it is what I'm sure their coaches are telling them because dude, he just absolutely rips it. I love it. Love seeing it. All right. So like I said, the whole meat of the call-ups, I guess, so to speak, the meat of the, the issue here, um, is Stanislav's foal. I just want to talk a little bit more about him real quick. When I go over some of his stats from this year, uh, He's 20 years old from, uh, Czechia, Czech Republic. Uh, he's six foot 181 shoots left. Um, I'm not sure what kind of contract he has with the, the blue jackets, but this year uh, for the Regina Pats, he paid, played in 56 games with, uh, 11 goals, 67 assists. Well, obviously, he's playing next to someone who's doing very well this year, or a well, couple people who are doing very well this year. Yep. Yeah. Um, very interesting for a combined uh, to seventy-eight points. What a uh, twenty-four penalty minutes. It's not that bad, and the twenty-seven plus-minus. So he he was definitely out there a lot with the uh, with the uh, Bedard and stuff, right?
1: isn't that who yes, that, on, yeah. sposal, sposal played a lot a lot with conor so, this season.
0: you know uh imagining he he comes here i mean he's got childhood photos with like kent johnson i think
1: yeah so, kind and he's of, played
0: with kind sposal of,
1: it's kind of interesting how stuff like that works out sometimes or stuff pops up like that and you go oh well that, oh that well that's interesting you know, um, a similar story is how uh, Johnny Gaudreau played with Eric Robinson when he was a kid, and now they're playing on the same team.
0: Yeah, right. It,
1: you know, it just stuff.
0: Or, I uh, think he's grown this season though, a lot too, man, Robinson. Yeah. I feel like he's gotten. And uh, then,
1: you know, uh, Sean Corrales, he, I, I this is probably maybe right or wrong, but I believe he played on the same team when he was a kid with Carson Meyer or like Jack Roslovic. So, like, it yeah, all kind of, I think it all it just all comes together sometimes.
0: Yeah. Just kind of cool. So, you know, hopefully, you know, we keep that kind of alive um, uh, as well because Svozl also played with David Yerchek, who we already have. So uh, they played together, at least played together, I know, on um, Team Czechia for uh, the IIHF uh, Under 20 World Championships. Um, so. That's pretty cool. I like the connections coming together. I'm really hoping that that helps the team gel here within the next few years. Um, I made a post earlier today with the, on the Brew Jackets account that I hope I never see a season like this again. And I, I 100% am going to stand by that. Pretty much no matter from here on out who's coming up in the draft, like I just I would rather have a good team than good draft picks. That's just plain and simple. Now that being said we talked about you talked about a little bit earlier with the um with the injuries yeah man that's that is a huge part of this season i don't want to see that again either and i'll keep bringing it up the stats show the blue jackets had the least amount of penalties called on the other team they also have the most man games lost this year so when you don't get a lot of calls for you what a, you know that means players are taking possibly some big hits. Now, not every injury is another player's fault. Sometimes they do it themselves. Um, but, um, you know, like that, uh, that kind of kills me. And and if we, we keep seeing that, I mean, that makes me worried for um, some of our players, such as like Johnny Gaudreau, just simply because um, he avoids a lot of contact and he's very, very good at, it. he didn't make it to 27 in the, in the NHL by, by not taking, taking some hits Avoiding a lot of major hits, but you know, teams gonna be headhunting, they don't care if you're a star or not, unless you know Olivier or good Branson's out there, then they kind of care. Like, they'll just, I don't know, it's just like, like I said, that's like worries me for the future because I don't think that's the first time that that's been like a very similar stat. Um, and uh, you know, just something to keep in mind so record setting year, so. Yeah, uh, we might talk about some call-ups here later too, because they're uh they'll be making some appearances. I want to talk about the uh, last three games just real quick. Um, yeah, you know, all, all losses. Well,
1: basically, so that game in New Jersey just was not very good. <laughs> the only good thing that well, I, I'll I'll put two think two good things that came out of that game. So. Um, the devils think they score, they think they're winning one nothing, and then a smart call by the Blue Jackets to call an off, to, to right. get the offsides challenge and they review it and yep, it was offsides. The puck was in before the, the Devils yeah. were in and they That's like
0: the- one they- of like two challenges they won this year. And probably but, they've only challenged like four or five times most. You don't yeah. want to do it. So long.
1: basically, so the devils think they score, but there's a good call by the blue jackets to quickly look at the video and say, yeah. Ooh, that looks off sides. And then they challenge it. And sure enough, they were right. It was offsides. Puck is the first thing that crosses the line before any of the devil. Devil's players were able to cross the line and it gets called back. No goal. Now, Goal gets scored shortly after that, but that's still pretty good. Is that you know you took you t- for a short period of time, you took some momentum away from them. And the other good thing is uh Juno Luto. He gets his first ever Juno. goal. And yes, it's a, and I've first said NHL goal. Yep,
0: Congrats to a, him. Yep, uh, there
1: you go. Um, And I've said this on the show before. It's just always. Puck on puck on the ice because you never know what's gonna happen because Corraly has the puck, he drives to that, shoots, it gets saved, and then a kind of last moment thing, is Lu, right there, and he just kind of like quickly pokes at it, just shoots it, and it and it goes in. And this one got reviewed because they thought, oh, maybe goalie interference, but no, yeah. it, it stayed, it That's stayed cool. because it was, you know, it looked like Corral, he kind of got pushed in there. So they, the goal yeah,
0: stopped. right. It, it was their own player's fault. And I, and I like that refs do review that um, and, and view it that way, because I've seen that in another hockey game this year with other teams and even, you know, the blue jackets as well. Like um, it, 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 it's not goalie interference. If you're, if your own player pushes an, like a, an opposing player into your goalie, like, yeah. See, That's like you just like don't be dumb. Like they spend all game like pushing people away from their their goalie after yeah. like a shot or like uh you know they hold the puck or whatever, and yeah. and then all of a sudden you're pushing someone into your goalie. Like hold on, what? Why did you Yeah, why, and a perfect <laughs>
1: perfect example of that is that when the Blue Jackets played the Islanders, krill Marchenko had a goal that should have counted, but they go they challenge it for goaltender interference and they take the goal away. But when you watch the replay. Boone, it's not Boone Jenner's fault. He gets pushed into the goalie. That goal should have counted. And, I, you know, Kirill Marchenko, he currently has 21 goals, but he really should have 22. That goal should have counted. And like I've said bes- before on the show, the Blue Jackets, they won that game 5-4, but they should have won that game 5-4 in regulation, not in overtime.
0: Yeah.
1: It, you know, but stuff like that happens. It is what well, it is.
0: Some go yeah. for you. Some don't go for you. Um, but
1: – um so, yeah, the Devils game, Other okay, good offsides challenge. You take a goal away, and Juno Luto, he scores. A goal, first ever, NHL goal. Other than that, there was really nothing no good redeeming about, about that game. No. We move on to the next game, and, you know,
0: it I, was just – Well, I want to say the score for that last one, it was eight to freaking one, but at yeah, least it was yeah. not at home. <laughs> right. Sorry, on to the the Rangers the loss at game, home. Now.
1: Uh, they play against the Rangers, and you know they lose four
0: nothing. And the Rangers are gearing up for the for the uh, just, you know yeah. the playoffs, and you can tell they're gearing up for the playoffs. The Jackets yeah. have four NHL players, five right. NHL players, and
1: no, it's just that the thing is, is that the Blue Jackets they had their chances that game. But the, it really just comes down to this, is that most of the goals that, that they got scored on is because of just bad turnovers. or not getting that out of your own end.
0: And, and not that know, many shots. 20 they shots. Didn't
1: have, yeah, they didn't have that many shots. And it's just a matter of if you don't get the puck out and you let them just keep shooting, eventually they're going to score. And that's what happened. Yeah. And some of these were just bad turnovers. And you just yeah. you just can't do that. And that was the unfortunate reality of that game is that the Blue Jackets, they weren't playing that bad. They had their chances. But when you do what you did, you're going to lose like 99% of the time. Right. And that was the story of that game. And then last night,
0: More shots. And the Rangers didn't even have that many more shots than them. They had 28 yeah. shots. Yeah. They just went past Hutchinson. I mean, hmm. Some of those shots shouldn't have been gotten to the point where they were shooting the puck. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, just rough. And then on to, oh wait. And then
1: honestly, last night they're in Philadelphia, and I don't oh, think yeah. that they played that bad. But do I
0: thought they were competitive last night? Yeah. I don't think last night was a bad game. Yeah, they no. lost, but fuck it.
1: But, but, you know, you look at so really three the goals that did. I look at it this way: is that the goals that they got. You know, scored on one of them that where Hutchinson allows the squeaker. That's the one he should have had right there because you can't give up a goal like that where it just squeak. He stops some of it, but then just kind of squeaks right through. It goes into the net. That's when he should have had. The you know the other one is you know kind of a quick one timer and can't really do anything about that one. The third one, that's kind of bad defense because they just let Owen Tippett just kind of skate through the defense and score.
0: Yeah.
1: And, then, and then, the, then the overtime I want to talk goal. about this last
0: one here. Goal. I'll actually – I'm at risk of whoever. I don't know. We're a small sh- fucking podcast. No one's going to care. Sorry to our audio listeners. I'm about to show a video. So this is last night's overtime goal. All right.
1: Well, you know
0: yeah. – I'm going to go ahead and play it.
1: You're trying to drop that
0: back
1: to Provorov.
0: Okay. 24 seconds. So you Provov see Provorov making a drive Provov towards the net. The crosses line, the line on the tip. Did you see that? Did you see what happened? Did you see Provorov? This is what. Hold on. Let me uh, turn this down now. Turn the sound off. Turn the sound off. Did you see here? So Provorov watching him. you see my mouse? No, you can't really. Boom. Right there. Did you see that check into Christensen? Heck! That, yeah,
1: but like lose. this isn't basketball. He got away with one there.
0: That that. So if you see here towards the end of this clip, yet you see uh, Johnny Gaudreau is fired up, yelling at the ref, because like that there, he was not playing in puck. That was not a hockey move. He was literally hitting a guy who was like for no reason. Yeah, all right. I mean, yeah. I understand hockey has hits. It happens. It's part of the game, but he was not going for the puck like he wasn't in his way or anything he just literally hit him like i just i wasn't i don't know like it seems like interference or like i don't know something that was right. that's a dick move so yeah if you saw there then too yeah uh Goudreau was very unhappy with the uh the refs uh, and the reason i even noticed it is because I was wondering i was like why is Goudreau so pissed at the refs right now and yeah. so i went back and looked and then I saw it, and I was like, oh, that has to be it. That has yeah. to be what he's mad about. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that
1: uh, – Yeah, that's us So, honestly,
0: yeah. Yeah, you, you did – home team, fans are already cheering. It, you really yeah. want to go back and review that and then, like, make the second celebration weird. It's the end of the season. We're not –
1: well, and see, there's another flip side to that is that you are in overtime and if even if you did, if you could have hypothetically speaking challenged that and you got that wrong, now you're giving them a power play yeah, and man. Up. you want to give them and you' in 24 seconds, you're so close to getting to a shootout to give yourself another chance to win that game.
0: I thought it was gonna happen.
1: And hypothetically speaking, if you could have challenged it and you lost, do you really want to take away that potential chance of winning that game in the shootout if they score on that? And that could have been the game looking back and like, man, we had a chance right there to win it. And then we challenged it and then it didn't work, you know, it didn't, didn't work out. So like you really, stuff like that, you kind of have to be careful with, you know, strategically speaking, if hypothetical, you could have challenged it. And I, I don't think, you really can, but if you could, that's something you would have to be uh, careful about. But, yeah. you know, so they give up the goal, and they lose in overtime, and it, it's eh.
0: But, you know,
1: Sean Corral, he does get his first-ever power play goal in that yeah,
0: game. Yeah, that's interesting. I I wasn't aware of that. I guess maybe he's not well, on the power play as much.
1: Generally, Well, if you think about it, generally speaking, he's a third-line, fourth-line guy, and most of the yeah. time he's playing in defensive sports situations that would be penalty killing or you're up a goal and you pull the goal and you need someone to help win that game. He's in that situation as well, you know, face-offs, whatnot. So he's generally speaking, probably not in penalty kill. But then when Boone Jenner, right before the game starts, can't play, he, <laughs> the Blue Jackets are kind of in a, kind of a tough situation. It's like, well, you kind of have to do something. So um, go play on the power play, Sean Corrales, go do it. Go do
0: he, it. He was one of six original NHLers who started the season with us that was playing last night. Yeah, I mean, so uh, there's only a couple of them. Yeah, <laughs> you, know, you so, gotta so, got give a couple chances out here and there. They
1: try. So you know what? It, on it, it, it. So I view it as like this: they lose all three games, but two out of three, they don't necessarily play that bad. But it's just little mistakes here and yeah. there, They're just kind of really. Get them,
0: yeah. Which you know, like like many people have talked about. I mean, I'm not uh, a fan of even the term "tanking" because uh, the players aren't trying to, and you know, it's just we have an AHL team mostly out there, yeah. and that's just how it's going to look against an NHL team right now. I fuck a full like been together for a season, preparing for the playoffs. You know, like they're all set, like and against. See, some very talented players, a very good group of players, just not fully developed in the way that, you know, seasoned NHLers are.
1: You know, and, and I said this last week is that the, the schedule coming, the, the, the schedule to finish out the season for the Blue Jackets was going to be a tough one. Because you look at it, it's it was you know, it was the Devils, the Rangers on the road at Philadelphia with the tort torts coach team. That's never easy. And then you finish out your season with the penguins, they're still fighting for a playoff spot as of now. So that's gonna be a tough one. And you know, Sabres, they got knocked out last night, but they were a team that was fighting for a playoff spot for most of the season. So that's not going to be an easy one either. So, and then you throw in the fact that they're mostly injured, that's going to make it harder. So you just take it for what it is. And you know, if they lose, if they lose, so be it. If yep. they win,
0: Well, so, so we've be been bad. talking a bunch about all these young guys. We'll talk about the question um, up in the title here after this ad break um, of who should stay, who should go. So, uh, sorry to interrupt you, Kevin. I will see you guys on the other side of this little uh, ad thing. It's NBA playoffs time. That means big hoops action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Get in on the excitement of every game with the touch of a button. New customers can make a $5 per game Moneyline bet and score $150 in bonus bets if their team wins. Plus, everyone can score a no-sweat game. Wow, there's a tongue twister. No-sweat same-game parlay every day during the NBA playoffs. Open the DraftKings Sportsbook app, opt-in, and place a same-day, sorry, tongue twister, same-game parlay on any NBA game. If it doesn't hit, you'll get a bonus bet back up to $10. Coming up, Kev, we got the Cavaliers against the Knicks.
1: That's right. Let's go, Cavs. I'm excited. Absolutely.
0: Best of luck
1: to the Cavs this season in the 2023 NBA playoffs. Great
0: luck to them. Um, That's, you know, I think something a lot of Ohioans can agree on. I mean, it's like the one basketball team around here. I mean, sorry if you're a Pacers fan, you know, whatever. But... uh. (laughs) You know, yeah, so currently the Cavs are negative 205 favorites to win, um, with the Knicks listed at a plus 170. So Cleveland is uh, plus 1,100 to win the Eastern Conference, so it's not like the best absolute odds this season, and uh, plus 3,000 to win the 2023 NBA title currently. So um, just some things to keep in mind. Use DraftKings for that. People,
1: people were trash. People, oh, the Blue Jackets can't beat the Lightning, or they can't beat the Maple Leafs in the playoffs. And they proved they, you know, had odds against them, but they proved them wrong. They beat the Maple Leaf, they beat the Lightning, and the Maple Leafs in the playoffs. They swept people, the Lightning. Yeah, they did. They did recently. It, this upcoming week is the will be the. It's the four year anniversary of that playoff series. But my mm-hmm. point being is, you know. The Cavs may have a little, you know, kind of not the greatest odds, but the Blue Jackets proved people wrong, and the Cavs can do it. They were down three-one against the Lightning and two uh, against the Warriors in two thousand sixteen. They came back to win the championship. So you can do it, Cavs. Let's go. You got Let's it. Go,
0: Cavs. Download the app now. Sign up with code THPN. New customers can make a $5 pregame Moneyline bet and score $150 in bonus bets if their team wins. Once again, that is code THPN, only at DraftKings. THPN stands for, if some people aren't aware, the Hockey Podcast Network, a network we are partnered with and proud to be uh, partnered with and... Um, They've been very uh, good, gracious to us and, and oh. we enjoy um, doing things for them uh, here. Coming up in the um, uh, during the playoffs, uh, although the Blue Jackets will not be in the playoffs. I personally will be doing some um, playoff stream games. I'm probably going to choose ones that include, you know, Nick Foligno, Corpusalo, um, uh, Corpus Allo, uh Nyquist. Nyquist, absolutely. You know, he got a point or goal is it a point or a goal in his first uh game out with the team he
1: got it he got a game when he was playing with the wild in chicago against chicago
0: <laughs> right on um so then also um of course uh but um uh, maybe even like you know I'm, I'm still looking out at uh um you know uh bjork strand because still got lots of love for bjork strand um over there in seattle and such a new team i mean as a the Blue Jackets fan, I'm not excited that like all these like new teams like Vegas and Seattle are suddenly doing like so great in like their first, second years. But good, good for them, one. Two, um, I don't mind Seattle. I like them. Um, I think it's like the whole back. Like, this is so random, but I think the whole back and forth between Stinger and Bowie is always funny. Got to check them out on Twitter. It's hilarious. Um, they crack my shit. And they're not in the same division conference anywhere near us. So I always like that. Um, Oh, real quick, going back, call back to the ad for real quick. Uh, Only gamble what you can afford to lose and see the disclaimer uh, below everywhere we have this podcast. Yes. Don't be a degenerate. (laughs) Says a degenerate. Um, Okay. So. Who should say who should go? We have seen a probably record-setting number of new faces this year um, on the ice for different games for the, the Blue Jackets. Um, we have some. We, we know we have some new people coming in. We have some possible draft picks to be you know, showing up very soon that could 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 go past the need for more development, possibly, maybe. And so I'm just curious. Um, Like out of the young guys. So we're gonna exclude uh Kent Johnson, Blankenberg, Chinikov, and uh Because they were like last year's new guys. Like well, new young guys, not just new guys. So we have Olivier and Good Brands or whatever, so uh Goudreau. And um so like yeah, I'm talking like um Christensen. Like People who didn't have a spot on the team before the season. Uh, Well, we'll start from the top. By top, I mean we'll go with who has the most points. I'm gonna run these down um, a little bit, and then I want want I need like just we'll talk about who's done the best and why, possibly. So first and foremost, it's Kirill Marchenko. Uh-huh. Oh, God. Third, which, to be fair, we've talked about that. I mean, <laughs> to, uh acclimate to the American climate, he has 25 points, 21 goals, 4 assists. Next up, He's Eric so- Robinson with 12 goals, 12 assists for 24 points. He's one point behind Marchenko. and He was also – wait, was Robinson called up? Robinson was just on the team. No, so the Robinson –
1: uh, Eric Robinson has a brother named Buddy Robinson, and he was playing down in the minors for the Blackhawks minor league team, the Rockford Ice Hawks, and he got called up.
0: No, I meant – oh, yeah. So, so Eric Robinson is just on the Blue Jackets all the time. Sorry, Eric Robinson. I apologize if you take offense to that. So then next up we have Emil Bemstrom, who definitely was not on the team at the start this year.
1: Um, well, no.
0: And uh, – yeah, he's actually proved himself here. I'll go through his stats real quick too. Um, he's uh six goals, 15 assists for a total of 21 points. Um, next up we got uh Liam Foody. Uh seen a lot of play time from him this year. A lot of play time from all these guys really. Uh everyone I've mentioned so far has like 45ish games or more, which a lot more. Foodie has 60 games, seven goals, seven assists for a total of 14 points. And then next up, we have Marcus Bjork, another one who I was surprised to see as much as we did. But, you know, the reason being a million and a half injuries, Um, he played in 33 games this year um, with three goals and eight assists for 11 points. Um, I think he showed up uh, bigger than I thought he would, uh, I guess. I mean, not that I think he's a bad player, just like he has some goals and some assists. He's a defenseman. You don't necessarily need that to be an impactful player. Um, you know, points don't necessarily always mean impact unless you have like a shit ton of points. <laughs> um, but um yeah, crazy. Uh next up here we got we got Jake Bean. Uh 14 games. We didn't see him uh that much this year. One goal, five assists, and fourteen games, that's not bad, especially for a D-man. Um just surprised out of him. Uh, then of course we got Christensen, twenty-four games played. Uh no goals, four assists. Uh damn. Uh Pettersson, didn't Pedersen start on the monsters for a bit this year?
1: No, so Pedersen, he, he was playing for now. Petterson was playing for Vancouver. And uh the, how we right. how we yeah, how we got him, it, I just kind of find it interesting. It's like they yeah. played – the Blue Jackets were in Vancouver. They played the Canucks. And it's like after the game was over, the Blue Jackets claimed oh, yeah. him off waivers. So it was kind of – I just kind of thought it was kind of funny because to me in my mind it's like, oh, hey, Lane Peterson. On the bus. It's like, hey, Lane Peterson, I know we just played you in the game and, you know, but um, – you're in the lo- wrong locker room now. You need to come to our uh, locker room and you're going to play some games for us now and when this is all over you're joining us on the team playing down to Seattle.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's so funny. And yeah, I totally just blanked. I'm so I like, I'm going like he he also though wasn't with the team at the start of the season. So and he's played 16 games, two goals, one assist. Um and uh, then up next, we have Tim Burning, who's been in 57 games. And here we here we're gonna talk about someone who didn't get many points who was pretty impactful this year. Right. In a mostly good way. Um mostly uh, he's got a plus minus a 20 negative 26, well, whatever. So he has 57 games played with one goal, one assist. Um average ice time of 16 minutes. 57 seconds so that's not the most for a defenseman definitely but um, very um, I think that's a, a good call I think that Bernie will end up in, a, in into a nice uh, season NHL here one of these days as well too um, just a matter of time and of course we have called up Trey Fix with his first goal of the season just the other night nine games played this year uh, you know Loto at five games played with one goal Already, as we saw, this is someone who I kind of forgot about. Uh, Brendan Gauntz, he's not a young guy, but he was called up this year. Um, yeah. Brendan Gauntz, five games, one assist. Uh, Hunter McCone, new guy, new, new guy, 10 games, one assist. Holy shit, this! Uh, I'm trying to keep track of all of these in my head. Uh, Carson Meyer, 14 games, one assist, excellent. Uh, we saw Justin Richards for two games. Uh, Sweezy for seven games. I was, I was really happy to see Sweezy get some ice, more ice time this year. Um, one assist. Uh, a couple fights. fights. <laughs> uh, then we have uh, Joshua Dunn. Great. Um, great mustache. It, oh, nice, you know,
1: Josh Dunn is to me is I can see why the blue jackets like him. And because watching them play, he is a center and he's a big dude that, He's fucking shit. He doesn't. And on top of that, you saw this a couple times last night. Is that where he used his body to box to his advantage to box people out and hold on to that puck to where he set up some offensive chances to where the blue jackets were able to get some shots on goal. And that right there is valuable that is a weapon because if you're a guy like that that you can learn how to use your big body to your advantage that's going to take you a long way because teams want a player like that a big guy that can use his body to his advantage that can help set up plays whether that be defensively or offensively
0: yeah i thought i've you know he's 24 years old uh he's not like one of the youngest guys we've seen. Not near one of the oldest guys we've seen. Um, eight games in the NHL now. Uh, well, for the Blue Jackets. And um, so far, I like what I've seen of him. I'm not... So... And we'll talk about this here once I'm done listing all these about yeah. who we think we'll see more of here um, once the, the team's back. Because uh, we just have, like, a, like literally... Daniil Tarasov. 17 games. <laughs> He's got an assist. <laughs> so both... Uh, both uh, both Teresov and Mersliekins have uh have a have a point this year for assists. That's just funny. Um, then we have uh, you know John Gillies wasn't with us at the beginning of the season. Jet Greaves, David Yerchek. and that's it. Damn, dude, I didn't even keep track of how many that was. Yeah. So, not- and I don't want to go through ev- every single one again. I just. Do do you have like one person who stands out a lot for you, Um, other than Kirill Marchenko? Ah! <laughs> other than Kirill, because I mean he's so amazing. He just he speaks for himself, dude. He it, does, he he's does. just that's he's because chosen out of all of these without him or with him included. He's might been my favorite by oh, far. Oh, absolutely! How could he not be? Yeah, um, I, know. I love his personality though too, like a lot. He's, you
1: know, Kirill Marchenko. I mean, he's just been so good for the Blue Jackets this season. Fun to watch. But also, he is just so cute and wholesome. Oh, my God. And just how he talks. Like, okay, his broken English is like the greatest broken English of all time.
0: It's so endearing. It's It's so endearing. endearing.
1: It's so great. And it just makes him that more cute and wholesome. And he's just fun to watch and listen to. And it's just like great and, and then he just gets into goofy shenanigans with like the media and then trying to interview other players and just oh my god Dude, just,
0: did you see the oh one god. where he um so on the whiteboard they had um they wrote someone's name and number to like like hey you're the interview to yeah. like let them know yeah. and then um he with his own handwriting he wrote in above that 91 and um to get kent johnson an interview he tried to get him and, See, like, and, so it's like he's just doing like it's that's like funny but it's also like kind of nice like you know he's like hey go interview him he's great too like type
1: yeah and and actually jeff Sabota, the the blue jackets reporter he
0: he I said called.
1: this too which is there have been times where krill marchenko he just walks up to the whiteboard and writes his own number on there. His, like his number isn't even on the board to be interviewed, <laughs> but he'll write his own number on the board just so that he can be interviewed.
0: Uh, that's hilarious. Like, yeah, like I said, how could you not love the dude? I mean, especially like, not only is he seem like a great player to, to be around and have on the team uh, personality wise, but he ends up breaking the rookie um, CBJ uh, division goal. count. Right. Right. I don't know how I said that. It, it was, that was a jumble mess that I just right. said.
1: know, Krill Marchenko, He this season, he set the new record for most goals ever in Blue Jackets history by a rookie originally held by Pierre-Luc Dubois.
0: Yep, we don't got to see that name at top anymore. Let's go. Thanks, Kirill.
1: <laughs> but no more. But with Pierre-Luc Dubois with 20, but no more. That is gone and now belongs to Krill Marchenko. And, you know, the thing – and I said it earlier in the show, you know, about – Josh Dunn, you know, using his big body, and once you learn to use that, that can be a big advantage. You know, there's other examples where the Blue Jackets have seen that before. You know, Boone Jenner, Patrick Line, he's you. There's been games where he uses his big body to his advantage, and it just helps him just take over the game. And you go, wow, that's a great play, a great shot, a great goal. You know, yeah. Pierre Luc Dubois, he had a similar phenomenon with the Blue Jackets as well, is I know, that when, I he I start, when he started out, he was playing – he was a bigger dude, but he was playing smaller than what he was. But then there's like this moment in the person's head. The light bulb clicks, and they finally understand. It's like, hey, I'm a bigger dude. I can use this to my advantage. Yep. And once Pierre-Luc Dubois figured that out, it was – it was came over because he was – Basically, just like a moose trying to trying to and take him that's, down, that's was just something so
0: a lot just, of players go through because yeah. you're coming up from this younger league, and all of a sudden you're in the NHL, your biggest dream you've had in your life. That's why you're here, yeah. and all of a sudden you're up against like grown ass men who have been training hard for years. I mean, imagine like just like running into OV yeah. like we, we, me and you, we would fall. We're not, we're yeah. not going to down wow. someone like Obechkin. He just has that old man strength now. Yeah. <laughs> no, but realistically, like, yeah, it's just totally different league. It's awesome to see that happen. I think and, we'll see that with Marchenko here too.
1: Right. I see. And the th- the really, ex- from Dubois, I'll always remember this one, a moment that stood out when he really used his size to it as advantage was the 2019, 2020 season. They're in Toronto and there's the Blue Jackets have the puck. They're in the offensive zone. And Dubois there's a puck battle along the boards. And Dubois has the puck. And he's Austin Matthews is trying to defend him. And Dubois just because of his size, just basically just ragdolls him <laughs> to the net and just yeah. shoves the puck to the net and scores. And it was just like, wow just a perfect example of what it's like when a big dude finally understands what it's like to use yeah. your size to your advantage. And he did that in the playoffs again for lightning <clears throat> in 2019, where he eventually yeah. scored a goal. Um, <clears throat> so it's like, once you, you, you remember, you use that size to your, you know, once you learn how to use that size to your advantage, it really does make a difference.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, so real quick to go back to the whole who to say who should go thing. I think we both can agree that we're going to see Marchenko next year, like right. starting the team from the beginning of the season. Right. Uh, I don't, we don't have quite time to go through like every single other person, but um and like be like, yes, no, yes, no, between all of them, maybe we'll do that here at the start of next uh, episode or something. Um, but someone else, I think like, I, I'm really confused about, um and that's Emil. Bemstrom. Even Liam Foodie. So both those two guys, they're almost having like some like revival in a way, or like redemption arc or something. Like I did not expect
1: I don't the, know. My thing with Foodie is I think that Food you know, a big reason why Foodie has but you know, he got picked by the Blue Jackets is that when he was up in Canada playing for the London Knights. He was just this really fast dude that was scoring goals like crazy and putting up the points. And when you look at that, you go, ooh, that's a great combination to, to have. And if, like, if you can have that on your team, that's just – you take that. Yeah. And that's a big reason why he got you know drafted. And in the most recent behind the battle that the Blue Jackets did – they played a clip from the 2018 uh, draft where Yarmo said he was Yarmo was there and he said that with that first round pick that they had, it came down to Liam Foody and Krill Marchenko. <laughs> and it was a real tough time because they wanted both and it went back and forth, but they yeah. ultimately went with Liam Foodie. And you can kind of see why. And of course they end up getting Krill Marchenko in the second round. So in the end it all worked out for the Blue Jackets. Yeah. But my thing with Foodie with foodie and players like foodie these guys are so fast that sometimes the the rest of the body don't catch up with the feet and so sometimes yeah. it takes some time for the rest of the body to catch so up. the with
0: hands the feet. to catch the feet to, to, for yes for the
1: hands right. and the rest of the body and the hand eye coordination and whatnot to catch up with the feet
0: well, and this- i
1: wonder and i wonder if he's finally getting to that point to where the hands and the body are catching up with the feet because you don't necessarily see it anymore. Where he uses his speed and he doesn't do an Eric Robinson where he's so fast but he yeah. misses the net, or because he's so fast, he almost to his disadvantage he runs out of room to shoot it because he's so fast. Yeah, he's
0: already so, he's almost like almost the back of the like behind the net at that point. Yeah, right.
1: So that's my thing about liam Foody is I wonder if he's getting to that point where the feet where the hands and the rest of the body yeah. are are catching up with the feet and you're starting to see some of that come together and you see some goal, goals and everything and that's what I wonder about him if that's what's happened if if you see him continue that into next season
0: yeah um well we'll see he's he's only one thing to remember too he's only 22. Right. Since it's the same age as Marchenko, Marchenko just maybe developed a little more quicker. Um, you know, and same thing with Bemström, he they're all, he's only 20, 23, So yeah. I I don't think I personally don't think we're gonna see them on the team at the beginning of next year. And there's just so many other players they just don't have the room. I think they're quality players, I think they've gotten they've developed a lot better um than they were previous years i mean they're they're not as plateauing at the age of 21 and not getting better they are currently getting better um and so um i'm just really curious uh you know as to as to how they'll be utilized um you know they've they've also upped their value like possibly trade value as well um so not not saying that we want to just go ahead and throw away some of our young guys like that not throwing away but you know what i mean um you know, so it's just interesting. Um, we'll, we'll see at the end of uh, – at the start of next season. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll try to go through some more um, – there's just so many call-ups and, and 10 right. downs. I want, to talk, I want to talk more about Jack Greaves. I want to talk more about, you know, um, Tim, uh, Bernie. Tim, yes. Tim Bernie, Yes, been a good uh,
1: one for me.
0: And uh, I want to talk a little bit more about, you know, Sweezy maybe. And, you know, he's a little bit – one of the older call-ups they had. And so we'll get all, all of that just to tease you a little bit. We'll get to that next week. I'll write it down. Um and um we'll yeah, we'll we'll dive even more into the who should stay, who should go. Um, you know, we've we've talked about some of our favorites already and whatnot. So just a couple of fun things I want to mention here at the end. Actually, this one's not fun. This one's just badass. Uh did you see Sweezy and Hersher uh get into it? Uh the devils game Nico Hersher. Uh, yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. Nice say- Sweezy.
0: But the thing do. is
1: that you know, and I and I agree with this too, is that you're gonna. There wasn't. There was some shenanigans from the Devils on the on the, those plays too. That penalty should have been called on the Devils and had you know a four either still five on five or four on four. But only the Blue Jackets got called penalties in that. Situation. I know
0: that was shit. I don't want to bring up the statistic again, but less least amount of penalties called against other
1: teams. It, it, it's
0: just this is what it is. Um, so I just wanted to mention that real quick. Uh, we also, we got to see David Yerchek again. I think we've already mentioned that earlier in, in the, in I've the liked what I, I,
1: you know, I liked what it's a small sample size, but I've liked what I've seen. Yeah.
0: I, I cannot wait to see some more development from him and, uh, some more playing time from him next year. He may not be like starter, starter, very beginning of the year. He's only 19, but I think we'll we'll see him next year for sure. At some they, points.
1: They, he's basically seen as a guy who could be your first line, second line defenseman, but, you know, like a Seth Jones type of defenseman that the Blue Jackets, you know, if he's that, then the Blue Jackets take that because they are really haven't really had a defenseman like that since Seth Jones was back. Yeah. Well, it's
0: uh,
1: just me for a bit. Oh look. So, there's, yep, there's a cool hefty duck.
0: He's how's back. Going?
1: Cool hefty duck <laughs> is
0: back. What up? It's Cool Ants here. I just wanted to talk about some things that I found pretty cool this week. Yeah. Yeah, did you see the team pictures with the with all with the family
1: You know, the, damn, I love uh, that.
0: That was cool shit.
1: The wives, the girlfriends, you know.
0: That was pretty cool. I, yeah. I can respect that. A lot. It was—it's amazing all those dogs were out there on the ice too. Like that's just so—that's just neat to me. Uh, I love me some some little furry animals. Patrick Wayne
1: was at the Guardians game recently.
0: Yeah, that was cool as well. Very cool to see. Also, Ooh. we got—I
1: got to got call out some shenanigans. This went out. This went out around Blue Jackets fan Twitter. There's there's a. Uh, a woman oh at a season God. ticket holder event had a puck, a hockey puck, <laughs> with her phone number on it, and she gave it to Kent Johnson. And to Kent Johnson's credit, he played it off cool and just said, "No, no, no." Well, he's
0: he, got like a girlfriend. I think they're pretty serious. They've been together for a while. like I don't well, know much about their personal lives, but I I've seen him.
1: Or I know, I know and much. I I get that too. But to Kent Johnson's credit, he played it off cool. It's like no, no, and he just put the puck off to the side. But then people were just ripping on that uh, girl for doing that. But then the worst thing is she just trying to double down on and like, Oh, all this other stuff like she didn't do it or some shit. And it's like, no, you did it. Just be honest about it. I mean,
0: were it not uh, a 19 year old kid. I think that would be hilarious. Like imagine if it were like, um, like line a, we don't know much about him or his significant other. Right. Yeah, But so like, and he's older a bit, at least a bit yeah. older. It would just be, be and he, he's been in the NHL a while. He's had to, he's dealt with fans for a yeah. lot long, longer and cool. Lance just wants to say that was not very cool.
1: Right. And then on top of this, the same person, it's come out on Twitter that many people have seen her just like waiting outside for like the players and trying to get their attention and being like <laughs> goofball shit. And then like, she's yeah. like, and then, Allegedly, according to some people, allegedly, don't so I don't get sued. Allegedly, uh, (laughs) allegedly, uh, allegedly that uh, she has followed some of the Blue Jackets players home, allegedly, and allegedly that he has like stalked like. Blue jackets players like girlfriends and wives allegedly and trying to like be friends with them allegedly and a whole bunch of other stuff. So like stop with the shenanigans there.
0: Yeah. It's cool to be a fan, how you want to be a fan. It's not cool to invade someone's personal space area, whatever have you, personal life.
1: And this is another thing: is that the one thing there's a lot of things that Columbus has going for it. But the one thing that Columbus really has going for it is that generally speaking, like we're not going to be the type of person that's going to go out of our way and try and like talk to players and everything. We're going to let them be and have a night out on the town. And that's a selling point. Like if you come to Columbus, you can play for the Blue Jackets, you can play hockey and you can go out you know, to like a restaurant or something with your family for a night night out on the town and do some fun stuff and you don't really have to worry about people bugging you and the people hear stuff like this, you're going to ruin one of the things about why people like Columbus. And then know. that may hurt the blue jackets down the road for trying to get players. So stop with this shit. No more <laughs> shenanigans, Damn it.
0: Yep. Keep it, keep it to yourself. <laughs> um, so yeah, not pretty, not very cool. I agree. Uh, another cool thing I noticed done by the Blue Jackets organization this last week, did you, or it was even yesterday already, I think, uh, they had a puck-finding contest. Uh, they were posting on social media um, where they were with a signed puck, I think. And um, if you were to go to that location uh, while, while they were there, excuse me, um, you would uh yeah you, you would get a puck i just thought that was pretty cool pretty neat to see uh you know i love the way the the blue jackets organization has handled um you know a, a very poor season the losing season um uh, one of the more poor seasons that there's ever been in the blue Jackets history and i feel like they've like as far as i'm concerned the organization has handled it pretty well um I mean, yes, they would still be doing very similar things, if not, you know, same things um, with having like, you know, the season ticket holder events and stuff like that. But I feel like in a season like this, stuff like that means even more just simply because like there's you have you still love your team. You still have something to look forward to Uh, it. It sucks when they lose, but like being able to like be a fan and and be closer to them in in that regards I think that's um um the organization's done well with uh with bridging that gap Cause I think like in some organizations like if you're winning a lot and the fans are like already happy like I mean what do you what, like you don't have to like go all out and pleasing them they're already winning and happy <laughs> not that they like I think they've ever done it I just think that like I said. Handle it well this year. Um, I for one really like the uh blue jackets organization, uh, people that I've dealt with, they're all been great, yes. Um, would love to have to deal with them again in the future, <laughs> yes. But, um, yeah, that's about all. I just wanted to mention a couple of fun things, I thought they were cool. All right, well, cool. and I thought they were cool,
1: yeah.
0: Got anything right. to add here at the end, or you want to start signing off?
1: Okay, well. Um, I'll say my stuff, but you can pull it up on the screen. Go to Union Blue Soldiers Twitter and pull up the video of the march.
0: Oh, yeah, here we go. Let me put it over here. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Where is the video? Do you have a pinned? No.
1: Go to the media. It's like one oh, of the- Oh,
0: good call. Media.
1: Yeah. One of the you first things there.
0: All right. Let me mute this. Present. Sharing screen. Just letting our, our audio people know what I'm doing. So that way uh, you're not like, Whoa, what the hell is going on? Really quick. Which one is it? This one. Sure. i'll that's not the right one. Wait. <laughs> Why? Is it... Okay. I'm so sorry. Hold on. Oh, I was so quick with this earlier. I was unprepared, Kev. I was unprepared. Uh, I want to share this Chrome tab. Why is, oh, there it is. It wasn't showing up right because it was a different net, nah, whatever. Anyway, here's a video. Let's roll it. Oh, I don't have sound on. Maybe I'll put a little bit of sound on. Yeah, all so y'all on. can hear it. Let's go, There's Michael Knapp. Hey. Let's go, I think I recognize some other people Let's around here go, too. Jacket! Pretty cool. There were you. You were at the Let's very front of there. Go, Let's see. Is there Jacket! anyone else I can like name Let's off the top go, of my head? I think I know that dude go, with the Beard, or I've seen him there before. Oh, it's it's Captain Jacket was in the back. You see that? Yeah, Captain Jacket was there. That's awesome. One more time for the heck of it. Play it one more time. Yeah We'll see one more time who uh, who else we can kind of spot out. Oh, there's uh Sarah, right? Yeah. I know uh, of them through Twitter. Uh, there's that Jason fellow too, right? Okay. Just there. Uh, dope. Just well, a sample of.
1: Yeah. So anyways, as you see in the video right there, and for the audio listeners, we just played a video from the most recent march that Uni Blue Soldiers did back in October of 2022. It was a fun time. Uni Blue Soldiers had the Blue Jackets joins for a fun for a march. We marched on to Nationwide Arena to cheer on the Blue Jackets. It was a lot of fun. And guess Mm -hmm. what? This upcoming Friday, April 14th, 2023 Union Blue Soldiers is doing another March Friday, so join us Friday, Friday. April 14th 2023 so
0: the last game of the season
1: last game of the season Blue Jackets play Buffalo Friday April 14th 2023 starting at our bar six o'clock p.m ending at Na- ending at Nationwide Arena so join Union Blue Soldiers as we march on to Nationwide Arena. To cheer on the Blue Jackets.
0: Hell yeah, brother.
1: And uh, the Blue Jackets today on their Twitter page, they made, an, as you can probably see it right there, they made the announcement that said, hey, join Union Blue Soldiers for the march. So, yeah, there it is on the screen. Nice. right there. there it is. Um, that was something I was working with them on over the last couple of weeks. So, like, that was, like, you have your things you've done. Yep, there it is right there. Like you have your things that you've done with the blue jackets where you really can't say anything. That was mine right there where I was working with them and I can't really say anything. So anyway, join union blue soldiers for March of the union army. We are marching on to nationwide arena to cheer on the blue jackets. Also. I don't have it with me because it's back at my house in Illinois. Cause I'm in a hotel room in Indiana mm-hmm. where I will oh. finish up the drive to Columbus tomorrow tomorrow. But try Union Soldier, the new Blue Jacket steamed beer for Union Blue Soldiers made by Endeavor Brewing. It's available in many places in Columbus, many bars in Columbus, many stores in the Columbus slash Columbus area. It's also available at Endeavor Brewing. You can get it on tap or four pack or a case. I brought... Four cases back home to my family and friends. They love it. They think it's a great beer. You can love it, too. Try Union Soldier today.
0: That's pretty more, cool.
1: Yeah. And, of course, got to – one more thing. So, and, of course, you got to check out Union Blue Soldiers on all social media platforms. So, yeah, check that's it. all I that's check all I have to say.
0: You'll That's probably see uh, Brew Jackets share a lot of their stuff. You'll probably see them share a lot of Brew Jackets stuff. It's yeah. because it's me and Kevin. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> if anyone yeah. was confused. Uh, yeah. Dope. That was pretty cool, Kev. Excellent. Yeah. So, my name's Cool Lance. Thank you all for joining us tonight for another episode of the Brew Jackets. It's been a pretty cool time. Uh, you can check me out on... In, uh, Twitter, at hefty duck, if you want, but be be aware that that the 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 door shows up there, so just be aware. Um, yeah, this has been a great episode.
1: Check uh, out I hefty
0: really duck's it. art; he does cool art. Yeah, check out my media. I share some sometimes. Um, I will be uh, after the season's over. I will be sharing uh, a couple new pieces as well. I believe. Uh, depending on how it goes just because you know like i probably can say something about it but i don't really necessarily so i'll say i'll just do a little teaser i made some off the draw posters that weren't able to be featured this year because we lost and those were for victories so just keep an eye out um for something cool yeah and maybe we'll have something cool for you to see uh other than that I got nothing more to add today. It's been a great day. Weather's getting nice, getting out more. Yeah. Season I, ends Friday. We're going to be this. back here. Um,
1: this is going to be a fun week, little stretch here for me yeah. a couple days because I got tickets to see the Blue Jackets play on Thursday and Friday. Yeah. And then Saturday I got tickets to see the Reds play. So I'm looking forward Hell to yeah. it, to see both the oh, Blue yeah. Jackets and the Reds play.
0: Well, just as another like little teaser, just so everyone's aware, once the season's over – The Brew Jackets will not be over. This is episode 34 of the Brew Jackets. Um, not including, I think the pilot, maybe including the pilot. I'm unsure. Um, and we will continue. This is also the first season of Brew Jackets. We'll continue our first season through the summer. The new season of Brew Jackets will start with the new, uh, NHL season. Um, we're going to continue bringing some fun, uh, content some news around uh you know drafts of course uh, prospects of course uh development camps and, and whatnot have you so um stay tuned for that you know uh we're not going anywhere after friday we'll still be here yeah. i mean you might not see cool lance as much but dork lance will be there so it'll be cool fun time fun time all right i need everyone out there to have a cool time and we'll see you next Wednesday.